Hello everyone, this is Prophetess Christine Higdon with Place of Worship Ministries. Just coming to you today to bring a word of encouragement, a word of hope. Um, let's go ahead and uh, start with some prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you as humbly as we know how. We bless you, we honor you, we exalt you, we extol you, we magnify you, for there is no other besides you, God. You are the Lord thy God, the horn of our salvation, mighty in battle, pull, pulling down all the strongholds because you are the anointed one. You are the breaker. You are the one that has gone before us and set our path straight from the crooked ways. You are the one that has brought us out of the darkness into your marvelous light. We thank you for today, a day that we have not yet seen. Thank you. Abba, Father, we cry out to you. Forgive us for everything that we have thought, said, and done that is not like you. In the name of Jesus, create in us, O oh God, a clean heart, a right spirit within. For those, O oh God, today that need to hear this word, I pray that this word reaches them. I pray that this word heals them. I pray this word sets the captive free. And I pray, God, that your word will not return to you void. In Jesus' name, let the hearers that hear your spirit the still small voice, what you have to say into your church. Hear this word and take this scroll and eat it today and be healed and let your word and your purpose and your plan and your will stand up in every listener. Every broken place be made whole. Every downtrodden place be brought high and every mountain be brought low. You are the lily in the valley and the prince of peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And so the topic today is called the model walk. The model walk. And so we know that in this world, um, you know, in the secular world, there are models. There are, uh, you know, they do the catwalk for fashion shows. There's men, there's women and children. Um, and it's always seen as like this very special. Uh, prestigious kind of like ooh, they have this high status kind of thing if they are a model and so some people would covet that and say I want to look like her I want to walk like her I want her figure I want what she looks like he looks like I want to have all that high maintenance I want to do the traveling but what they don't understand is that those models actually have to be very disciplined disciplined in what they eat disciplined in how much sleep they get so that they don't get bags under their eyes. They have to take very good care of their health. They can't just go and do whatever they want to do like everybody else can. Um, I'm sure they're not uh, plowing down or mowing down tons of uh, plates of chicken and, and pork and all this other. I'm sure that they have a strict regimen diet. And so for people to covet that kind of lifestyle, it takes a lot of work a lot of discipline and unfortunately not everybody is made to do that walk well let's take that into the spiritual walk with Jesus Christ Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior and he is the perfect model that a Christian or a child of God a disciple a son of God an heir of the throne of Jesus uh, should walk after we should walk after and, and not we should the only person that we should be coveting is Jesus he's the greatest teacher 
uh, an, a, another way of, of looking at like a model is like a model airplane is like an example. They would make a model of it before they actually made the real thing. And so with Jesus, he's the model and the real thing. He is the only one that she, we should be coveting after to live like, to walk like, to talk like, to, to love like, to look like. And so we don't necessarily know exactly what his physical stature looks like except what is described in the Bible about the hair of wool and the, the, the way his eyes looked and things. And there are some people that actually saw Jesus. They actually walked with Jesus and those were the disciples, his 12 disciples. Okay. And so we're, we're today we're just going to just, I, I pray that this word really encourages somebody because where I have been this month, the Lord has called me on a consecration for this month of December in 2019. And he said, give me one month of my love. Walk with me for 31 days in my love and I will heal you. Hallelujah. And so prior to this walk, prior to this, excuse me, prior to this consecration, I was in a very dark place. I was hurt. I was broken. I was bitter. Anger was running me rampant in my heart. It was overtaking everything. I was, I was having suicidal thoughts. I, um, I, I had so much unforgiveness and bitterness. It felt like I lost my way. And here I'm trying to say that I'm walking around as a Christian, uh, as Christ was, and, and yet I wasn't. I was, I was very, very downtrodden and oppressed. And it took all of the faith that I have, even if it's the size of a mustard seed to say, okay, yes, Lord, I will walk with you and I will walk with you in for 31 days, as you have said, in allow your love to heal me, remake me, change me, mold me. And he has definitely broken me and he is doing just that. And so this is the 18th day in. And within the first three days of the consecration, there was immediate change. He has uh, instructed me to take communion with him every day where you drink of the juice, um, which is to represent the blood of Jesus Christ and the, the breaking of the cracker, which is to represent the breaking of the body of Christ. Now, in between there right now, my son Jameer is in the hospital. And so I haven't been able to take the communion per se physically but in my prayers I have you know I have been communing with him still so the physical act of that was not being done but my communing didn't stop because this is this is a very important thing when you start meeting God in one place He's going to continue to show up just like with Adam in the garden. He says, Adam, where art thou? Because Adam was walking with God in the cool of the day. And one day Adam just wasn't there. He says, Adam, where art thou? Where are you? And so we have to make sure that as we are coming to Christ and we are wanting to be more and more like him and that we are wanting to be healed, we have to spend time with him. We have to be disciplined. We are his disciples. That takes discipline. That means that there's sometimes you just can't go watch a TV show while the rest of the family is, or you may not be able to go out to eat when everybody else is, or you just have to still away and, and come into his presence. This is the model walk that we are speaking about today. And I pray again that somebody would just truly be encouraged 
busy. Okay, and so as as the days have gone on, things have changed. He he he. The Lord has um, instilled in me different scriptures each day. You know, First Corinthians thirteen, reading about His love and what His love is. He said, "Do not focus." on my downtrodden places, on my mistakes, on my past. Just leave all of that at the cross right now and focus on his love. And that was pretty hard to do because being a domestic violence survivor, I have overcome abuse and I'm a survivor of much abuse. And so what happens sometimes is that when you have been abused and that abuser is taken away from you and you get set free or you leave that person, thankfully you make it out, then there is a new process. The process then begins with you re, uh, regrouping, you changing your mind. You've got to get your mind healed again uh, because mental health is everything, guys. If your mental health is not good, uh, it says, what a so what a man thinks uh, he is okay. And I'm paraphrasing that scripture, whatever a man thinks about himself, he is. So if you think that you're a piece of trash, you're going to walk that out because power of death and life is in the tongue. But see, when God says that you are the apple of my eye, you are loved by me. You are chosen for, for this purpose. And, and I sent my son, Jesus Christ to the cross to die for you, to repay for the remission of your sin. And, and the blood was shed for you to be set free. This is what he says. And we have to take him at his word. And so sometimes if you've ever been in a place like me, where you have been so beat down and it just felt like nobody loved you. And even though people said they loved you, you just couldn't receive it. And your heart was just turning colder and colder and harder and harder. And it, it, it's only the love of Christ that has saved me. It is only Jesus Christ that has turned my heart around. It is only the love of Christ that took out the stony heart and gave me a heart of flesh today. Hallelujah. And so um, when, when you've been abused and your abuser is taken away um, or you are separated from them, sometimes you will in turn abuse yourself. So you beat yourself up about your past. That's unforgiveness, guys, and that's a sin. The Bible says that um, in order for you to be forgiven, you have to for, for, forgive others first. But that even means yourself. So you can't sit there and just continuously beat yourself up because that is a form of abuse, abnormal use. You are not treating yourself the way that God would have you to be treated. You are... Uh, you are doing exactly what the enemy is doing because he still he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And so we don't want to operate in anything what the enemy does. We don't want to have any of his characteristics. We don't want to give any place for a foothold for him to, for him to come in and mess up our model walk with Christ. Are we going to get it right all the time? Nope. Are we perfect? Nope, but there's a way that is better than the way that you've been living right now. And that's through Jesus, guys. And so I just want to share with you today, the scripture that I'm going to be reading from is, is 1 Thessalonians 4. And it does speak about the model walk. And so anyways, as I was uh, abusing myself mentally and, and emotionally, depression hurts, guys. I don't know if any of you have ever felt depression in your life, but it's like a gut-wrenching pain. It's a pain that I just can't describe. It feels like an 800-pound person is just weighing you down. And it, and, and it can all be changed just with a switch of the mind, just, just, just by thinking on those things that are above and not beneath, rather than your past and your flaws and the, your 
your pitfalls. I'm not saying don't repent. I'm not saying don't go to God and say I'm sorry. I'm not saying that they're never going to come up again once you give them to him. But what I am saying is that when they do come up and you tend to look at your flaws, remember what mercy and grace truly is. Mercy and grace is given by God and God alone. It is unmerited. We don't deserve it because the wages of sin is death. But then there's a gift of eternal life and that's through Jesus. And so with mercy and grace, you have to understand that those are gifts. And so we thank God for renewed mercy and grace each day. Hallelujah, somebody. And so with that being said, you understand that you have mercy and grace and it is even extended to you. You deserve the mercy and grace once you've come to Christ um, and I'm not trying to contradict myself, but I mean, it is, it's not the word deserve, but it is there for you to receive. It is a gift and you can have it. And it's for you once you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And so he's the model. And so when people were caught up in sin, let's just say the woman that was caught in and found in adultery. He said, woman, where art thou accusers? Everybody was trying to just stone this one woman. But where was the man at? And then what about all those people around her that had hidden sin themselves? So they were wanting to hang or to stone her, excuse me, and, and do away with her for her sin. But they weren't looking at themselves. So everybody gets mercy and grace. He said, those that have, um, have no sin cast the first stone. People dropped the stones and they had to run away. They had to go because everybody has had some sin and we are all needed in need of salvation through Jesus Christ. And so we have to understand what the cross is about. And that's why with the, with, um, this communion, the communion, the, the breaking of the body and, um, the breaking of the body and to do this in remembrance of him and, and, and what it was for. Okay. Let me just uh, grab my little book here. Okay, so this is coming out of Matthew 26, and it's it's somewhere between verses 17 and 30. Um, I'm going to start reading, um, and it says, And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it, and break it, and gave it to the disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks, and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many of the excuse me, shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my father's kingdom. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out into the Mount of Olives. Okay, so then it also says, then Jesus, this is down in, in John 6, verses 32 through 35. Then Jesus said unto them, verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my father giveth you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. Then said they unto him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger again, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. And then in John 6, verses 47 through 48, and then 50 and 51 says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath, other, hath everlasting life, 
I am that bread of life. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven, that a man may eat thereof, and not die. I am the living bread, which came down from heaven. If any man meet of the, if, excuse me, if any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Okay, and so I just wanted to share that with you. That is something that, you know, it's in um, the Star Minister's book. It's in the Bible. When we take communion or the Lord's Supper in, you know, the congregations in our local churches, um, they, they read from these passages. It's very important to understand what the cross is in that communion. It's very important to have a a very intimate relationship with Jesus Christ so that we can walk this model walk out so that we can look more like him walk like him talk like him and 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 as i just read when you take that bread and you break it and eat it you understand that it was the body of Christ he took all of our sins all sickness all lying murder um uh, uh, rape, a uh, 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 thief, um, adultery, just every sin, every sin. He got beat. He got scourged. He, and, and, and then with the healing part, it says by Jesus's stripes, we are healed, but you have to understand the depth of that and that it is very intimate. Jesus loves you so much that he decided to be obedient to the will of God, the will of the father. And take upon his wrath for the sin of the world so that we wouldn't have to. And once you take of this communion and you take of the Lord's Supper, it says he that eat of this bread will have everlasting life. And when you drink of the cup, you will thirst no more. You're not going to be hungry. You're not going to be thirsty. Then it also says in the Bible that um, a man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That means that you need to read his word. That means that you need to have an understanding and ask God for the wisdom through his Holy Spirit to open up your eyes of understanding to read his word and, and, and to understand it and then ask him to help you to apply it because faith without works is dead. And it is impossible to please God without faith. And so with when we have a measure of faith, everybody's been given a measure of faith. And when you say, God, this is my measure of faith. I trust you to heal me within these 31 days. Whatever you want to do, Father, I will allow you to do it. And then you submit. You submit with all that you have, all that you know. I don't care how bad it hurts. I don't care how much you got to cry. But you are dying to your flesh. And to follow after the things of the flesh and the desires and the lust of the flesh is death. But if you follow after the things of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, that is life. Hallelujah. Because God is a spirit. And he, after Jesus died on the cross and rose again on the third day, he rose by the Holy Spirit. He sent a comforter, a helper. And the only way I can sit here today and share this with you, people of God, brethren, my brothers and sisters in Christ, my, my family in Christ, the only way I can share this with you is because of his love. His love lifted me. His love healed me. His love came to me and said, Christine, in 1 Corinthians, thir uh, 1 Corinthians 13, it speaks about love. It's not puffed up. 
It doesn't remember people's wrongdoings. It keeps no record. It's patient. It's kind. It doesn't act unseemly. And prior to this, I was acting very unseemly because the the, the wages of, not the wages, but the depth on the cares of this world had bogged me down that I, it's almost like I had an ident- a temporary identity crisis. I felt so lost. I felt so alone. I was in such a dark place. Hear me, people of God. If this is you today, I pray this word pulls you out because God did it for me and is doing it for me and he can do it for you too. So I know that I've already read some scripture, but I just want to let you know that he is the good, good father. And so for those of you that don't feel like you know where you're going, those of you that don't understand what you have going on right now, just submit. Submit to his leading. It's okay. I know it hurts. You don't have to be in control of everything. Just let go and trust that God is a good, good father and that he loves you. Hallelujah. And that he is a better way for you. Don't allow your mind to reminisce and be stuck on the things of the past. Old things have been passed away and all things have become new through Jesus Christ. Press forward. Look forward. Look forward. Hallelujah. Look forward to the things of God that lies ahead of you. Press towards a higher calling, towards the mark, the higher calling in Christ Jesus. There's a better way for you. You can come out of this. You can be set free and healed. You can walk in love. You can have the model walk. Hallelujah. First Thessalonians 4. Is, yeah, chapter 4, verse 1. This is the King James Version. Furthermore, then we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as ye have received of us how ye ought to walk and to please God, so ye would abound more and more. For ye know what commandments we gave you by the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that ye should abstain from fornication. Okay, I just also wanted to add this um, along in this is that as I was um, uh, so unrestless and, 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 and feeling lost and lonely and hurt and angry and acting unseemly and puffed up and prideful and selfish, I was so selfish because it was all about me because I was just bleeding and I just wanted to be healed so bad. I just, I didn't know what to do and I, I had to repent. And, but I got to tell you guys, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding has really legit overtook my life and inside he truly filled me he filled me with a peace that even when things are going on around me for some reason thanks be to God I don't get angry hallelujah uh, um, so there was a situation that happened um, in the hospital with my son Jameer and it was very unfortunate what happened to him. It was something that any person should, was I upset? Yes, I was. Am I still? Uh, no, I've given it to God. But the Lord had me act in a very calm and a peaceful way. He had me address it in a way that was Christ-like, in a way that I've never operated ever before. 
So this testament, guys, there was a test for me. And thanks be to God that his Holy Spirit kept my tongue and tamed my tongue. And my emotions were yielded and coupled with love. And they were yielded to the Holy Spirit. And so when it came time for me to communicate how upset I was, what happened to my son, there was no outburst. There was no outrage. God did it in such a way that it was so powerful. Guys, you got to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Resist the devil and he will flee. This is what the Bible says. Give no place for the devil to get a foothold in your life. Block every area. Put on the whole armor of God, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, shoes to spread the gospel of peace. Faith is our shield. His word is our sword. And so when it came down to it, the Holy Spirit was ministering to me, giving me words to say what to say and how to effectively communicate what had taken place, how displeased I was and what I the type of outcome and solution that I was looking for. And God worked it out in such a way that we have favor. Everybody has been treating us nice. Whatever happened in that situation will be dealt with because God said vengeance is mine. So if I would have acted unseemly, then that was acting out of the characteristic of the model walk who is Jesus Christ because God is love. 